Hey guys, welcome back to the Far Better Podcast. I'm glad that you're taking some time to sit down with us, walk with us, run with us, fold laundry with us. Maybe you're cooking dinner. I don't know. I don't need to know, but I'm glad you're here with us. Taking an opportunity to study God's Word. I'm, I'm telling you what, I'm recording this during the middle of August, so if I sound out of breath, a, a big part of that is my sinuses always mess up this time of year. And I'm trying to get my episodes done early this time so I can kind of be ahead of the game for season four and some of our summer content that we're working on currently, trying to plan and, and think those all out, as well as coming up the episodes that we're going to be recording for the joint podcast for 2022. And so I'm just trying to get ahead of some things. So just bear with me if you hear me kind of sound a little out of breath. It's hard to breathe out of your nose and your mouth while you're talking. We've been studying about miracles so far this season. It's only episode two, but that's where we're at. And today we're going to look at what some people suggest. There are those in the world, much like Benny Hinn and Kenneth Copeland, that will say to you that they can perform a miracle. I can heal you. I can do this. Trust in me. So they perform their healing and nothing happens. And they almost always come back with this answer. Well, it's your fault. You didn't have enough faith. You remember the purpose of miracles, though, right? It wasn't to test faith. It was to prove one had faith. No, 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 no. Neither one. It was to instill faith. There's not a single instance in the Bible where Jesus said, I'm so sorry. But if your faith was stronger, my miraculous power would have worked. In fact, in Mark chapter 4, in verses 37 through 40, Jesus is recorded there as dealing with this windstorm that has arose and the waves beating into the boat and it's, it's filling up with water. And he's down in the lower deck asleep on a pillow and they wake him up and say, teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? And he gets up and he rebukes the wind and says to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was this great calm. You know, when you and I really think about what these people are doing today, what they're really doing today, they are profiting off of the weak. And I don't mean weak in the sense of that they are bad people, they're not strong, but they're they're profiting off of people I guess the word might be gullible. That, that might be that they, they believe so much of the best first that they're just preying upon them in their pocketbook to try to take advantage of them. And I want you to notice this when it, we talk about the, the Savior in healing. In Matthew 9 and verse 36, the Bible tells me that when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were wearied and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. And it goes in verse 35 telling us that he had gone through all of the cities preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing sickness and every disease among the people. But he says in in verse 37 and 38, the harvest truly is plentiful, the laborers are few, therefore pray to the harvest, pray the Lord of harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And you go over just a few chapters to chapter 14 and verse 14, and I want you to notice this. When we're talking about the feeding of the 5,000, 
We're talking about an instance where when Jesus heard it, verse 13, he departed from there by a boat to a deserted place by himself. When the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude. And he was moved with compassion for them. And notice this, he healed their sick. But also, if we go over to Mark chapter uh, 1 and verse 41 even, I want you to notice this. This is very interesting in Mark 1, 41. Jesus, moved with compassion, stretched out his hands, touched him and said, I'm willing, be cleansed. And finally here in in chapter 6 and verse number 34, here's something that I I just absolutely want to hit one more time. Jesus, when he came out, saw a great multitude, was moved with compassion for them because they were like sheep, not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And what follows after that is another account of Jesus feeding of the 5,000, Jesus feeding these individuals. You know, never once in those passages, and they weren't the only passages that talk about Jesus healing the multitudes, never once in any of those passages do you find Jesus saying, now if you'll take out your visa card and you will give me a $1,000 seed money, I will heal you. Or open up your pocketbook and give back to God, and God will bless you by healing you of your infirmities. He never charged once financially for the miraculous power that he was able to perform. In fact, here's something interesting. Is miraculous power even supposed to be used for financial gain? And the reason I ask that is maybe a passage of Scripture that you don't know very well, but we're going to look at it real quick here, and I hope it will help you. But Acts chapter 8, beginning in verse 14, the Bible says that when they, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them, they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. In verse 17, and when Simon, this sorcerer, saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money. And he says in verse 19, give me this power also that anyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. And Peter says, your money perish with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of this, your wickedness, and pray, God, if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. Here's something interesting. According to F.C. De Palma, who wrote on the book of Acts in the World Video Bible School Notes, I'll post that in the show notes as far as who wrote it and where you can locate it. Simon wanted to be able to lay hands on people so he could perform miracles. But apparently he wanted to be able to do this as a way of having power over others and making a profit. And he was told that he needed to repent and pray for this wickedness. Friends, miraculous power was always expected to be an aid. Simon's not the only one that ever abused it. The Corinthians are also quoted as using it. In fact, in 1 Corinthians uh, chapters 12 through 14, we have one of the greatest sections on miracles in the Bible. And it's a great section on the misuse and true use of miracles. 
And Paul specifically rebuked these Corinthians over their speaking in tongues because in 1 Corinthians 4, 14, 13, he says, Therefore let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit, and I will also sing with the understanding. Otherwise, if you bless with the Spirit, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say, Amen, at your giving of thanks, since he does not understand what you say? For you indeed give thanks well, but the other is not edified. I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. Yet in the church I would rather speak five words with my understanding, that I may teach others also, than ten thousand words in a tongue. And today we have people claiming as part of the miraculous power the ability to speak in tongues. When I was at the Memphis School of Preaching, one of our instructors said, you know how to speak in tongues? And, of course, we all said no. He said, I'll teach you. See my tie, here's my tie. See my tie, here's my tie. And what he was doing was he was holding up his necktie that he was wearing. And he was, you know, basically showing us the tie back and forth saying, see my tie. Here's my tie. And in truth, if you listen to a lot of the things that are out there in promotion of speaking in tongues, that's not very far off from what you hear. And what Paul's trying to illustrate to these Corinthian brethren is that it's not a sin to speak in tongues. It's not wrong to have as a part of the assembly speaking in tongues. In fact, in many cases, he's actually speaking about the edification of those who are already members of the Lord's body in regards to this speaking in tongues. He's saying the edification's not the problem. The speaking in tongues is not the problem. You not having an interpreter is the problem. So let's ask the very obvious question that you've probably been waiting on me to ask. Where are the interpreters in our assemblies today that practice this? And when I say our assemblies, I mean in the world. Where are the interpreters in the world's assemblies of any group of people worshiping and promoting speaking in tongues? Where's that at? I can give you a hint. I really don't know of a time. Maybe you know of one where they have some type of interpreter, but even then I would be skeptical because how do we know that the interpreter is able to interpret? Speaking in tongues is not something where I speak in tongues and the Lord has given me a message, but you don't get to hear it, I get to have it. You don't. You know, the world's been duped into believing that this is miraculous power. And there are countless people who go out and spend thousands of dollars left and right giving their money to crooks. You notice people like Kenneth Copeland and Benny Hinn seemingly have a pretty lavish lifestyle, especially Kenneth Copeland. In fact, a couple of years ago, Kenneth Copeland was caught by Inside Edition going on to his private jet. And one of the questions that this reporter asked him is a very pertinent question. I really appreciated her asking this. Do you think it's a proper use of the Lord's money to buy yourself a private jet? 
And his response was, yes, it is. I couldn't do most of the work that I do if I didn't have this private jet. Maybe he's truthful on that last part. But look, I've, I've been able to go to different parts of the country and preach every now and then. And a couple of times it's required me to fly. Guess what? The church didn't send me some private jet. I got on a plane with everybody else. Kenneth Copeland in that interview got angry with this young woman who's just doing her job. How many people have sent him money? How many people have sent other people money? Being promised something that they have no intention of making good on. You know, we get mad over a lot less in our world today. You ever done the click list? I'm assuming you probably did during the pandemic, at the height of it at least when we weren't allowed to go anywhere really. I'm assuming most of you probably did a click list. You know what a click list is? Is It's where you get on the app of the grocery store that you're shopping at and you put all of your items into that little cart and you tell them this is what I want, you purchase it, you have the pickup time, and then the next morning, you go to pick it up, and maybe you've had this happen. It happened to me a lot. We didn't have your item. We didn't have a substitution. We're no longer able to fulfill that request, and therefore, we don't have it. You're not getting it. And I get home. And I unpack everything and I'm thinking about it. Okay, well, now I got to go to make a, a Walmart run. I got to go to Kroger now because Walmart didn't have it. Kroger might, but oh, no, they both don't have it. Well, then how come I could put it in my cart and purchase it? Well, we don't have a very accurate inventory. Okay, I understand all of that. But you understand the frustration, even if it's legitimate, that you feel when you pay for something and you don't get what you paid for. Oh, man. Years ago, I went to the movies with a buddy of mine, and we walk into the theater to sit down and watch this movie, and all of a sudden, the whole power goes out. And we were thinking, what just happened? There's not a storm going on. Somebody had crashed into a telephone pole, and that force of that crash evidently knocked the power out somehow. You know what the movie theater did? They gave us free tickets. They didn't let our money go to waste because though I didn't get to watch a movie that day at that theater, I got to come back a couple of weeks later and get a free ticket. It's not really free because I paid for it the first time, but you get the point. Friends, we get mad when someone doesn't give us what we pay for. And yet, Benny Hinn, Kenneth Copeland, men like that have convinced so many people just give a little bit more and have more faith. Shame on them. Miraculous power was never to be used this way. Now next week, we're going to talk about the Bible's completion 
and understanding that we don't really need miracles anymore because of the Bible being completed. But until then, don't forget to check out all of the content on the Scatter the Broad Network. We're really, really excited for this new season, this new year, new opportunities. We're just blessed. There are tons of shows that you can be listening to on this network that promote biblical content every day of the week. Until next week, let's please God now so our eternity is far better. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, and please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.